drinking white Zinfandel. And I'm still drinking the red, but it is good. I was drinking water earlier. What a fucking hypocrite. Every time I drink wine, I'm drinking wine now. Yeah, well, I had water and wine together. What a nice mix. This white Zinfandel is not very good, but... (laughs) It was free. It was free, both for Tara and myself. This is the White Zinfandel Podcast. My name is... What's my name? I don't know. My name is Lulu. Lulu? What's your name? Zinbitch, obviously. Lulu and Zinbitch. That's who we are today. And today, we're talking about chapter four of the... Harry Potter... Uh, the Field oh, Wine Guide. The Field Wine Guide. Harry Potter and the Field Wine Guide. And surprisingly, the name of this chapter is The Seven Potters. Yeah. Um, did you know that Harry Potter loves wine? He did. He does. He did. He did. Is he dead? <laughs> he stopped He stopped drinking wine this month. He's, he's, he's having so a dry bad. month right now. Really? It's his birthday month. How do you know about this? I cannot disclose my secrets about how I know about Harry's personal life. Wow, this is some great improv. I, that, I am, that is the best yes and moment I've ever heard in my life. I, I fucking can't disclose my secret. <laughs> I am terrible at improv. I love improv. I'm so bad. I thought at you it. were going to be like, I'm Tara, and today we're actually. <laughs> well, so also I'm terrible and I'm Tara. We're going to actually be talking about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows because yes. this is basic snitches. Sorry if you were thinking you were getting a wine podcast. Yeah. And I'm adamant and Adam. <laughs> See, I can be an adjective too, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I can be an adjective too, and you know what today's adjective is? It's forgetful because I am editing this episode, and guys, coming up, there's like complicated shit that has to like line up and whatnot. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, we did not do a Patreon exclusive. So I can be an adjective and you can be a patron. If you go to patreon.com slash basic snitches, you can join our crew over there that gets exclusive content every single week and get recognized in every single one of our episodes. Our patrons are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Jen, Mary Beth, Megan, Olivia, Nisi, and Nicole. Thank you as always to all of you. And like I said, if you join us for just $5 a month or up to $10 a month at the end level, you will be mentioned among all these lovely people as well. Who won things? Okay, so yeah, so we're the, do- those noises were Tara's couch. They were not me. They they were my couch, but also Adam on my couch. Oh, so try to throw me under the bus. I cannot throw you under the bus. There are no Physically. <laughs> there are no buses to bus. be found, and I'm now, too lazy. If I were the one throwing Tara out, of the find a bus, bus, bitch. There's probably one. I'll find a the bus. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a, literally a bus stop at the end of my street. Find a bus, bitch. <laughs> that probably a bus <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a bus who won <laughs> who won chapter three dudley dudley won chapter I, three. i'm giving i'm giving dudley a win yes i like it and then obviously vernon lost yeah literally i was not gonna pass up another chance to give vernon the fucking That's loss right. fuck that guy <laughs> last loss ever fuck that before guy. that car <laughs> goes careening into a ditch no because dudley's in the car dudley survives the can... burning corpses of his parents fall on top of him and protect him. That's what happened to Dr. Evil. Yeah, that's true. So that's what happens in this case, too. <laughs> and then Dudley grows up and becomes uh, Dr. Evil. Everything makes sense. These two worlds are connected. So Adam wrote a thing. Also, very interesting media, I'm sure. That will also probably not age very well. This one is titled Four. You entitled your last one three. I, d- so I did. I was just taking advice. Harry finally has the house to himself, and just as he strips down to his skivvies, he has 13 sudden guests to attend to. How rude. Mad-Eye Moody indicates that the Ministry has changed some things to make it very difficult to rescue Harry with magic. Too bad the only car they had just left, so now they have to use Brooms, Thestrals, or Hagrid's, formerly Sirius's, motorbike to get him out of there in a way that puts way more people in danger. Six people, including Ron, Hermione, Fred, George, Fleur, and for some reason Mundungus, will be taking Polyjuice Potion to turn themselves into Harry. Too bad they don't also have real owls that look just like Hedwig to help throw the scent off. As soon as they depart, Harry with Hagrid in the motorbike, absolute fucking chaos ensues, with which is a precursor of what is to expect from this book. 
Essentially, almost immediately, in the very insecure sidecar, we get our first casualty of the book. Hedwig is killed and Harry's book plummets to the ground. Broom. It, it broom. is broom, oh, but it does say book here. Um, I meant broom. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, people say the loss of any shred of remaining innocence that Harry was desperately trying to cling to. <sighs> Curses are being flung every which way. At one point, Hagrid abandons ship by jumping onto a Death Eater's broom, and Harry is left to steer the spiraling bike properly to their destination. At another point, Harry is noticed as the real one by a former person we thought might be good but clearly is a fucking asshole, Stan Shunpike, which at least offers the comfort of knowing that while the Order had to dig deep for dipshits like Mundungus, the Death Eaters also had to dig deep for dipshits. Boldy is listening and suddenly right upon him, but still misses out killing Harry. In a split second, they are at their destination of Tonk's rent house, and I assume the protective charm flings Voldy and his merry band of assholes into the night sky. I guess, just like he said in chapter one, Harry gets away because of his own shortcomings. That is, Voldy's aim is apparently shit, and this is despite some really poor planning on the Order's part. Maddie Moody, what do you have to say for yourself? Did all of that happen correctly? When Hagrid jumps off of the bike and onto another broom, I yeah. was like, Yeah. Is that really happening? Yeah, it's chaos. It's absolute chaos. Yeah. The second half of this chapter, truly, like, I was prepared for it to be another chapter. Obviously, I've read these books before. It's the most recent book that I, well, now it's actually the least recent book that I've read. But prior to starting this podcast, it was the most recent. And. I expected to be like, ah, okay, we're all at the Dursleys now. Everyone take the Polyjuice Potion. All right, we're off to our destination. Boom, new chapter. I was honestly not ready for it to be like, oh, Edwin's dying this soon. Yes. I also, as I was finishing the third chapter, I was like, the next chapter is where they leave. There is no thing in the middle there. Here we go. And, like, I know we just started this season, but it feels very fast. It wastes no time in getting into, oh, hey, here's three chapters of, like, pleasantries to wrap some stuff up. Now we're into it. That is what I did not necessarily expect. Well, and there was, you know, still at least one murder in the first three chapters, so, you know. That's true. That's Good true. times. We love a we murder. We don't necessarily care about Shirley Burbage, though, but we do mm. care about the owl. Yes. Okay, well, let's just start at the beginning of this chapter, I think. Okay. So Harry... Harry sees them leave, and he thinks about them, and then he picks up Hedwig's cage and all of his shit and takes it downstairs, and he takes Hedwig on a little tour. He takes a moment to, like, look into his, like, little cabin. Yeah, and he was like, you didn't know me then, but I used to fit under here, and he's probably glad that he never had to have Hedwig under the stairs with him. She would have been very sad. He, like, reflects on how, like, he would have, in other times, like, run around the house and, like snuck a snack and played on Dudley's computer and yeah. stuff. And my heart kind of hurts for the fact that that is not his life and that never really got to be his life. Like, he never got to just do those things anyway. He spent 17 years sneaking around the house and now it's like, well, I'm just grown up now. Like, that's not even... There's no joy in that. Yeah, yeah. It's very sad. much like I go from being a prisoner and sure, like, after the first book, things increasingly got better for him at the Dursleys, but they were never good. No. And so now it's like, no, okay, now the Dursleys are gone, I'm in this empty house, and that's really all you can really do is reflect, you know? Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, if it were another time of my life, this is what I would have done, but my life is sad, so I'm not. It kind of very quickly almost goes from this feeling of goodbye and, like, wrapping things up, and, okay, this chapter is done, to almost, like, introductions, or rather reintroductions and pleasantries and things of that nature. Because once everybody arrives, it very much does become that thing of, like, oh, we haven't seen each other for a few months. Lupin and Tonks are married now. Things like yeah. that. Matt, I was just like, oh, let's go in the fucking house and chat, friends. It almost doesn't give enough time to really, like, process this, no. like, huge moment of change yeah no definitely not i like call back to kingsley being there and harry being like don't you have the prime minister to look after he's like you're more important you're more important fuck the muggle prime minister so i mentioned my game in the last episode that kingsley was in that chapter and it's because 
Vernon actually recognized him as someone who was looking after the Prime Minister mm-hmm. of the news and things. Mad-Eye immediately kind of launches into this thing and of, he's like, like, this is the plan. We cannot use flu powder. We cannot use apparition. Anything that is being tracked. So it's almost also like, hey, remember a few chapters ago where they were talking about, like, once they have Imperiopius thickness... Or pious, pious thickness. Pious thickness. <laughs> pious thickness. That's what I call my dick for real, though, because he pees and he is thick. The whole world needed that explanation. I'm pretty sure they could have gotten there on their own. No, they need to hear it. So it very much is like, all right, well, this is what we said we would happen, and then of course here we are, just moments later, it feels like, and yes, that is what has happened. So they're like, well, all of our other options are exhausted. So the only thing we can do is use brooms, thestrals, or this motorbike. Or, you know, an actual car, like the one that just left with a bunch of people in it. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're all fucking wizards, and there are now 14 fully grown wizards minus, like, you know, a week for Harry. And nobody could think of this? Why? why? You had even said, like, why doesn't he just put on his invisibility cloak, walk down the street... And then they pick him up there. Or why didn't he just go with the Dursleys and under his invisibility cloak, once they get to that place, they meet up with an order member. Maybe Hestia and Daedalus are still in charge of the Dursleys. And Harry can make sure that his family gets off okay. Not that he cares, but he probably cares a little bit because he's Harry and he's a good dude. And then like Mad-Eye and like Arthur are there and they're like, all right, we're going to go somewhere safe. Yeah. And now we're far enough away from Privet Tribe that if we do magic, no one's going to be like, we can follow them because we're close enough that we can trace them. Yeah. I just don't get it. It could have been that. It could... I mean, there were so many other things. I mean, the whole thing of, like, let's go back to the first chapter. Here's the date that they are departing. Oh, well, this is the date I departed. Why does it need to be, like, this publicized date? Why can't there be, like, a very, very secret date where it's like, let's say it's even just Hagrid. Hagrid goes and is like, hey, meet me like three streets over, Harry. And then they get out peacefully. Like, You know who they should have sent was like Ted Tonks, because he's like a muggle-born wizard. He's not born yet. Ted Tonks, not Teddy. Oh, got Tonks it. is dad. <laughs> uh, he's not born yet, duh. Uh, which is also fair but like if you sent someone like ted tongs who's muggle born and like probably literally knows how to live as a muggle who sounds non-threatening could like come right up to privet drive and be like hey listen vernon i know you talked to kingsley and arthur i'm gonna take harry and daedalus and mestia will be here shortly and harry and i are gonna go a complete opposite direction from you and we're just gonna do a little drive in my car like you're wizard steal the goddamn car i don't give a shit you had even said something along the lines of, like, bringing your house and get, like... Steal some muggle money. Yeah, for a bus fare. You're a wizard. Like, put on your invisibility cloak, Harry. Like, Harry should have just done this shit on his own, honestly. Like, not that Harry's the brightest, because he isn't. But I feel like if Harry were given the instructions, we can't use magic. You have to get out of here. Harry okay. would have been able to figure it out. He'd have figured it out. He'd have been like, okay, if I use magic, all will be caught. But I have an invisibility cloak. Or fucking go to Mrs. Fig and be like, hey, Mrs. Fig, can I borrow some muggle money? Because oh, I'm going to oh, take the fucking the bus, what, a regular muggle bus, away from here, and then I'm going to meet up with Hermione, or I'm going to meet up with Mr. Weasley, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Whose idea do you think this was? I feel like it was definitely Moody. I do too, and I'm concerned. But then I thought, I was like, Moody maybe overcomplicates things. Like, I wonder if oh, he absolutely does. if that's the problem. is Because I feel like Moody is the natural leader. Dumbledore is gone. Yeah. And everyone was like, Dumbledore is our, our guy. And they can't work with Snape. Even though Portrait Dumbledore is working with Snape. Snape's doing the best he can to wrong information and all that shit and whatever. Do what he can, we saw in the first chapter. But, like, they're not going to work with Snape. They don't trust him. To everyone who is alive, Snape is bad. Yeah. Now, their de facto leader is Mad-Eye, who, you know... He doesn't know anything about... He's a little... And he's a little crazy. Like... He's a little crazy. He clearly overthinks some things. And that's what happened here, is that they were... Like, he's really focused on this one thing of, like, oh, we need to create distractions and stuff. 
Well, because also these are wizards. None of them have lived in the Muggle world. None of them, yeah. Hermione. Hermione, yes. Honestly, like, why didn't they ask Hermione? She'd have come up with a fucking great idea. You know they didn't because she's a girl and she's a kid. Well, the funny thing is, is, like, it goes so wrong at this point that it almost sets you up to expect that for the rest of the book, which I don't think is necessarily true. Yes, there's some, like, back and forth. There are, you know, peaks and valleys and, and whatnot, as you expect, but... When it was, like, such an overthought thing, like, things seem so regimented here. Like, why are we taking notes of, like, all right, let's write down our entire plan here in a way that it's not secure or anything. Like, you don't know who's saying what. Why does the entire order need to know this? This is, like, a huge covert operation. So even if Moody is in charge of it, Moody should have been delegating things, I think, a little bit more. And it should have been something that is much more closer to his chest. The fact that 13 wizards come into the building here, that shows you, like, already there are so many people who know what's going on here. Way more people than you right. need to. And, and one of them is Mendungus Fletcher, too. Like, you, we can't trust this guy. No, you can't. I'm, like, one of the biggest operations. So there's all of that. You know, I'm also just realizing that, you know, there's the whole adage of 13 at dinner. This is also Ooh. an Agatha Christie thing. Like, when 13 people sit down to dinner, the first one to get up is, like, he's going to be the one to die. Well, that's why... Is it moody? Like, you know? Well, I mean, um, think about that Christmas dinner that happened in it was like book two or three i think it was with with time. trelawney yeah where trelawney said that and i think dumbledore was the one to get up but it wasn't actually 13 people's 14 because uh, peter was skinny dick was, skinny dick was in rat. yeah so it was a third book yes only one of those 14 people dies in this moment and it's for and it's, moody. And it's yeah. moody because of dipshit mundungus that's who he was paired with I get it. Seven Potters, seven floors of Hogwarts, seven Horcruxes, blah, blah, blah. Seven books. Sure. Like, it makes sense from that point of view, but, like, and who knows? Maybe I'm just going to stick with Diarrhea Nurse because I like it. <laughs> Maybe Diarrhea Nurse was like, it has to go bad. Maybe we need to, like, automatically create some tension in the reader's yeah. mind and, like, oh, my God, like what's going to actually happen here so two major characters i mean yes you can say what you want about charity but like moody who we don't really find out dies in the next chapter we find out in the next chapter but we already talked about this how when dumbledore died moody kind of became the de facto leader of the order of the phoenix there's not really a natural leader left after moody goes whether or not moody has fucking wild ideas which he does you have Lupin, who is a werewolf and has to, like, literally limit the amount of time he can spend with people around people. Also, he's, like, public enemy number two after Harry, basically. You know, you have Tonks, who is very young, definitely not a leader as far as in her brain. She would never be like, well, I guess I'm going to handle this. You yeah, have, And now she's married to... Yeah, and now she's two. married to a werewolf. You have kids who are still technically supposed to be at Hogwarts. I, I mean, the you have Kingsley. It's Kingsley. Yeah. But Kingsley can't because he's hanging out with the Prime Minister. Because he's got other So there too. isn't one. That's the big problem is that you don't have one because people have jobs. Or, like, I mean, you could even say, like, what about Arthur? But Arthur is the one with this huge family. Yeah, so and he has a job. He works at the Ministry, yeah. It's hard. Like, Moody was retired. Dumbledore was Dumbledore. It was gonna go to shit. You know, I guess Diarrhea Bitch just had to be like, you know what? We're, it's gonna go to shit now. Sorry, her name is Diarrhea Nurse. No, I'm not giving her that title. You can't tell, call her what she wants to be called. And in this case, it's Diarrhea Nurse. I'm just going to call her Diarrhea. Uh, that's, hey, that's fine, too. Do Harry really tries. He's like, no, you can't you can't make Polyjuice Potion and be me. Yes, because he doesn't want anyone to be hurt. Like, Harry almost like Harry. already realizes what's kind of happening here. But, I mean, in a way, he's also really right. Of course um, he is. The way that Moody talks about it, it feels like a chess game. That's what we've seen up to this point. And so it almost feels like after all of this happens and the chapter ends, it feels like we're already losing and stuff, too. And so I think that's the biggest thing. It's yeah. like, okay, this whole chess game is, like, thrown away now. What's happened has happened, and it's this whole chaotic thing. I mean, I also sort of feel like at this point, like, if you have read the other six books... 
you know that by chapter five, you don't know what's going to actually right. happen here. Like, there's so many hidden things, but... Because the other thing to keep in mind is that at this, speaking about seven, they don't know that there's seven Horcruxes. It's still six Horcruxes yeah. until the end. And, like, at one point, somebody even says, well, Voldy can't even split himself into seven. And, like, Hermione and Harry have a little look at each other. But then yeah. the, the people who are reading the book also look directly into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's very office. You had mentioned even Mundungus. Like, he's being difficult. It's noteworthy that he's being paired with Moody, like you had said. Let's also talk about, like, this is such a high-profile mission here. And, like, nobody's taking it seriously. As much as I'm happy to see Lupin and Tonks married, like, they bring it up. The twins are completely fucking around this the entire time. Man. I mean, not for anything, because it's actually freaking hilarious, but when Fleur is like, don't look at me, I'm idiots. Right. Rude. <laughs> That's not what this is about, though, right now. Right. Like, you know that this isn't your Ron body. is kind of... <laughs> he, like, works at Harry and stuff, just, like, makes fun of him. Or it seems like he is making fun of him, you know, when they they're about to leave yeah you're right like they're all I mean, obviously Hermione is is 100% there Serious, and on, yeah. on it you know and I feel like most and of the adults are yeah I mean honestly like that's a badass team yeah if I were to choose any one of these well, pairs to be like my partners in crime for the rest of my life it would be Hermione and Kingsley yeah. I would say probably my second pair I mean not counting Hagrid and because that's one thing altogether. Yeah, but I think Bill and Fleur are a great pair. Bill and Fleur well. are a great pair because again, we uh, will underestimate Fleur is a very gifted witch. Here's the thing: is that they're all good wizards. It's just it's a lot, and people are at different levels of of being able to handle it with grace and with maturity. Yeah, they're all still serious. But. Well, it also feels like because the chaos that ensues after this, which honestly, I do not have a lot to talk about it's truly just absolute chaos and like at the end of the chapter we're left being like okay all this horrible stuff has happened this is what we're left with it honestly feels like nobody's taking this seriously and this is a wake-up call we can like just do like a real quick like review of kind of how this goes the chaos so obviously the first part of the chaos is they is, leave. Is they leave and very early on we lose headwig yeah like it, stupid early and it's very it sad it almost feels like Harry is in this very uncomfortable, it doesn't feel very secure, like, side. He can't do anything. Yes. The cage is between his legs. He's crammed in there with everything. Nothing is, like, secured. And then, at first, it almost feels like the cage is just going to fall. And he's just going to lose Hedwig that way. Yeah. But then, somebody happens to fire it, aiming for Hagrid, and then it hits Hedwig. So, yeah, they're, like, aiming at Hedwig. Hagrid and... He, like, jerks the bike, whatever, and then both Hedwig and his broom fall out, and Harry catches Hedwig. And then, like, he literally has time to put Hedwig back, or, like, be about to put her back, and hopefully be in a safe space when they shoot another jet of green light and kill her. So it's like, God, brutal, unnecessary, not okay, and then it's just killing curses. Yeah, Harry's screaming at Hagrid, like, we have to turn back, we have to help people, and it's one of those things where, like, I wonder what, for all the people who were the protectors, so Hagrid, Lupin, Tonks, Tonks Kingsley, Kingsley, Moody, Bill, Bill Arthur. Arthur, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder what kind of conversation they all had when they were like, you have to keep going no matter what. Remember in the fifth book when they're about to go, they take the brooms out to number 12 Grimald Place, and Moody says... If one of us dies, keep going. And Harry's like, what? You know, the seriousness of this and, like, the finality of it. Like, you know, so they're out in the world. Like, Harry, you, you can't turn back. And it's just, like, another little, like, spark of Harry's innocence. Him going, Hagrid, we gotta turn back. We have to help, basically. And Hagrid's like, no, we can't. How painful that would be for Hagrid and for all these protectors. It's almost one of those things where, like, when Harry went with Dumbledore and Dumbledore made him promise all this shit and he's like, you promised me you would do everything I said. And so Dumbledore's asking him to do hard shit. That's what this is. They're all being asked to do really hard shit, which is maybe as bad as drinking the margarita, you know? Nothing is as bad as drinking margarita. You're (laughs) always going to have a headache the next day. The other added element to this is that they're in the fucking air. So 
Already, that is a struggle here. And that's why Harry was, like, making that choice. That's how they found him. So the whole thing about them finding Harry, and it comes up in the next chapter, is that Harry tries to disarm Stan Sean Pike instead of stupefying him because he doesn't want him to die. Right. So if you stupefy someone several hundred feet in the air, they're probably going to die. Remember, Harry's like, well, I remember that time that I almost fell off my fucking broom and almost died, so we're going to maybe not murder people? I mean, at this point, though, they're all trying to kill you and you have to survive. Right. It's and it's, it's one of those like, things I where... I hate yeah. that, but And like, it's just, it's like, hey, but that's Harry's instinct. Even just, like, the thought of, obviously, like, what I said, they're in the air and stuff, so there's that level of insecurity... We also have, we can think of putting Fleur and Hermione on best roles mm-hmm. because they're not great at flying. But then here we have, like, the star flyer. He's cooped up in this yeah sidecar. Like, like, why wasn't he allowed to be on a broomstick, too? Right. I mean, if anything, put him with Arthur, let's say, and, like, flip-flop him. Not to put, like, Ron more in danger, but, like, clearly if you're having 14 people fly through the sky, yeah. you're almost expecting something to go wrong at that Right, point. especially, I love Hagrid, I love him. Hagrid is not the best choice for this task. Yeah. And like, going back to what you said about like, who's the leader, I mean, Hagrid is at the bottom of that list when we talk about the people. Unfortunately. Right. Hagrid is a cheerleader, Hagrid is ready to, the thing about Hagrid is he's ready to do the thing. Yeah. He will do the thing, he will do anything he can think of, he will help, he's ready to help. Hagrid is amazing, but he's not the choice for this. Now, speaking of, like, Stan Shunpike, too, because the way that I read it, and most of it was confusion, again, because it's chaos, the way that I was reading it was like, well, Harry's the one with Hedwig, so Hedwig is the dead giveaway, not, no pun intended. That came out of my mouth. That was... was, That is the definition of no pun intended, okay? Right. But... He's the only one with an owl. Well, no. Like, Moody gives them all a stuffed owl. Yeah, it's a stuffed owl. In a cage. But like, Hedwig is in the cage of the book. Yes. And, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, obviously, we'll get to the movie. But regarding Hedwig, another really easy thing to do would be, like, fuck the cage at this point. Just, like, let Hedwig go and fly. I mean, Hedwig's smart. She delivers mail all the time. Like, right. meet me at the borough or something. Like, For real. Like, Hedwig, you get yourself there. Yeah. At this point, like, that cage to, is just a liability. Go to France, get some croissants, I will oh meet you at the borough. Oh my god, that's it. Actually, that's actually what happened. That Hedwig that died was a She boy. was actually hit with a spell that basically, like, apparates you, but, oh, you yeah, know. Oh yes, the port key spell. It's a port key spell. That other, like, secret loophole that nobody knows about. Yeah, and she just went to Paris, and now she's enjoying some croissants. That's actually what happens to a lot of people. <laughs> they go to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Paris yeah, looks really Stan cool. It was like a Fantastic Beast movie. So, yeah, okay. So at the end of the book, Fleur comes in and is like, hello, everybody. Welcome to my home. Welcome to my home. Yes. <laughs> neither of those were French accents. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so she dies. Oof. Hagrid shoots a brick wall at people. Well, and that's why I said at one point, like, Hagrid hey. just is like, you like, yay, and he jumps onto another brick. Yeah. Harry, oh, yeah. Hang it's, on. Sorry. It's oh, okay. So Stan Shunpike is there. I had thought that Stan Shunpike was like, ah, that's a real owl, it's the real Harry. I don't know what it was that made Stan think that. It's because Harry says Expelliarmus. Oh, and that's his, like, special. And so this, this here... But that's bullshit. What if all of them were saying Expelliarmus? So Expelliarmus is Harry's signature spell, which they're going to give him shit about in the next chapter, because all the Death Eaters saw him use it against Voldemort in the graveyard. Because Voldemort tries to vodka-dabber him, and Harry's like... Because he, he doesn't know stupefy yet, because they learned stupefy in the fifth book. So he tries to just disarm him, because that's the only okay, defensive cool. fucking spell that they teach kids so before they're 14. his evidence here is that... Harry, Harry used, used a they, disarming spell. They saw him use one spell three years ago. Oh, that's it. We know everything about Harry Potter. I mean... Oh, yeah. And he's right. But at the same time, it's like the logic here, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's not... Yeah, I think I think that they're, like... And they talk about it more in the next chapter, so we can, like, maybe maybe break it down a little more. But Lupin and Arthur kind of giving Harry a hard time about that choice. Because they're like, well, you should be aiming to kill. And that's just not Harry's instinct. And so maybe they were, like, you know, shooting at other people or whatever. They were sending spells to other people. And they're all getting stupefy or some other spell thrown at them that is potentially lethal if they get hit 
and then they go by Harry, and, and Harry's like, face. "I'm gonna eat your wand," like you know, and that's it. That is a good. Point. That's probably that very that's. I think that's what they're trying to say in the next chapter. This right here is the thing that makes you go, "Oh, Stan is absolutely the theater. Yeah, because it's been a question mark for a lot of this series. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, if Moody is coming in there and he's brief everybody, could he have said something like that in terms of like? Let's think things through a little bit. There was enough thinking through to make sure that there were 14 people here. Right, but he didn't go, remember these defensive spells. Remember this. They're going to try to kill you. Think about whatever defensive spells. Here's some defensive spells if you're, if you're like, panicking and trying to remember them. Here's maybe, like, some pointers. Fly a little lower. If the clouds are low, just fly into the clouds, not above them. Well, I even almost wonder, There's no briefing. At the surface level, okay, Fleur's going to be with Bill. That makes sense. Ron with his father. He's the youngest boy. Sure, that makes sense. But let's like think a little bit more strategically here. What are they going to expect? I almost feel like, based on reading six other books about this, oh, whoever's with Hagrid is going to be Harry. But, again, swap them. Like, yeah, that might put Hermione more at danger, but... I mean, Hermione's still a smart bitch. She's going to mm-hmm. get herself out of this. Put and she doesn't Harry like brooms. With, and, she, and she doesn't like brooms. Even though it's not a broom, put Harry with the Thestral. I mean, it's a Thestral, number one. It's another creature that can help them get out of there. It's with Kingsley. There were so many things that happened here that did not set them up for success. And that is why there are two casualties, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned so many different things that were an issue. So it's all this chaos. And then after Stan is like, that's the real one. Hagrid tries to like drag and fire them out of there. And then suddenly Voldy is like, like, hello. So Voldy can just fly now. So that's cool. And then Hagrid is like trying to steer the, the bike down. And Harry keeps sending spells at people. And there's all this green light. And then his scar was still burning. He expected to die any second. A hooded figure on a broomstick was feet from him. He saw it raise its arm. No. With a shout of fury, Hagrid launched himself off the bike at the Death Eater. To his horror, Harry saw both Hagrid and the Death Eater falling out of sight. And barely gripping the plummeting bike with his knees, Harry heard Voldemort scream, Mine. It was over. Harry could not hear or see where Voldemort was. He glimpsed another Death Eater swooping out of the way and heard, Avada. As the pain from Harry's scar forced his eyes shut, his wand acted of its own accord. Because Harry is just like expecting to die, and his wand is like, ah, fuck that, no, well, I'm gonna fight this guy. Just on a makeup store, didn't he? Isn't there a makeup store called like Avada or Aveda or something? Aveda? That's what it was. He was like, I need makeup to cover up my disgusting, greasy skin. Right now, I'm thinking about it while fighting Harry it's Potter like, oh my in God, the air. Yes, I meant to go get that. I look awful right now. <laughs> The second most heartbreaking thing in the entire chapter is Harry just, like, trying to summon Hagrid to him because Hagrid has fallen out of the sky. So I have to tell you, and I think I've told you this before, I bought this book at midnight. I went home and started reading it, right? And I get to the end of this chapter. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And this is what I see. I see chapter five, Fallen Warrior. And I was like, Hagrid's dead. Hagrid's dead. The design of this book and the fact that that is what you see fallen warrior and if you like glance over the first word of the next chapter is Hagrid oh it's it's Harry saying Hagrid's name and so like you see fallen warrior you see Hagrid and you're like are you fucking kidding me they killed Hedwig, Hedwig and, and Hagrid, Hagrid in this they had I to was get rid of everybody with H names girl. The, you're, there are too book. many like there are too Hermione's many next. I literally was like are you fucking kidding me I was so upset and then of course I kept reading and you then know. the sound of a million children slamming a book shut. Right? Once. It's like uh, 2 a.m. on July 8th, 2007. It came out on July 7th, 2007. I remember because it was 7707, right? That's why did it, because she right? loves the number 7. 2 a.m. on that day, the whole world just went, Yeah. Fuck this bitch. Yes. And they're is. like, no, I'm going to keep reading. Well, and then they opened it back up. My thought is like, Hacker, why the fuck did you do that? Not only does it seem like you are plummeting to your death because you're a big bitch, the, I mean, that Death Eater is flattened to death. I know why Hagrid did what that. What the fuck is Harry supposed to do? I personally feel like this is a last ditch effort. Like, he wasn't able to protect Harry from that Death Eater any other way. He probably knew they were almost there, and he was like, well, I can at least 
save Harry from this Death yeah. Eater. I really do think that Hagrid did that as like a last ditch effort. Yeah. Well, I have to say, like all things considered, this was a disaster. The oh, way this went down. Disaster. They are lucky that the only person there that died was Moody. And, like, even though he's the leader and stuff, I think they were extremely lucky. Hedwig was absolutely an unfortunate casualty. Like all of this could have been avoided in so many ways. It's really disappointing. It does make it feel like now that Dumbledore is gone, nobody has their shit together. So, like, what else are you supposed to think? And then, yes, of course, the next chapter opens up a little bit better, and we learn that it's not Hagrid, and luckily, and unfortunately, it is Moody, but it's just a really not great chapter. It's not great. It's not great. It's really hard to read. It's sad. Do you have a game? I do. My game is a quiz. No, I came up with this game before that, but I do love the advantage I have with that. Fuck. <laughs> are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, there are one, two, three, four, five questions. Okay. Question number one. Who are the seven pairs who leave in this chapter? Harry and Hagrid. Yes. Arthur and Ron. Are you serious? Yep. You fucking bitch. I even said that during the chapter portion. You you sure did. And I didn't correct you because I knew my question was Buckle the fucking, because we're going to guess until I get them all right. That's fine. Okay. Harry and Hagrid. (laughs) Hermione and Kingsley. Bill and Fleur. Mundungus and Moody. Ron and Tonks. Yes. And so the only It's which twin goes with which person. Yeah, so and it's Arthur and someone else that I'm forgetting. And Lupin. <laughs> yes. Arthur and Fred. Yes. And Lupin and uh, George. Yes. <laughs> this was saying the other one. Yes. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> what the fuck? So <laughs> Arthur was like, hi, hey youngest son, go with the pink bitch. Pink haired bitch. Not pink bitch. The, the pink haired bitch. bitch. That yeah, word is very important. There is a section in the chapter where Ron is, like, f- looking like he feels awkward putting his arms around Tonks. And he, like, looks over at Lupin all, like, guilty. And Lupin's like, calm the fuck down. Like, Your dick ain't big as mine. <laughs> right, he's like, come I on. I got a werewolf dick. <laughs> he ain't gonna be happy with you he's trying like, to pound her. He's like, he's like her little, dick is like, bigger than everyone's. <laughs> the Tonks has the biggest dick. The next question. Other than the borough, name three places the other members will be flying that have received top security. Okay. Again, we're going to... We might be here for a while. <laughs> okay. The borough and then three others. Mm-hmm. Shell Cottage. No. That is not mentioned in this chapter. Yeah, but it was one of them. Trust me. I know. For real. I, I mean, they don't Where else are they going to go? Ikea? They're going to Shell Cottage. Tong's parents' house. Mm-hmm. Is that actually one of them? Yes, Tong's parents' house is Whoa, one of them. Oh, okay. They mention four places. Okay, Grimmauld Place. No. Hogwarts. <laughs> no. Diagon Alley. Oh. Hogsmeade. No. Ringdots. Technically, Ringdots Diagon Alley, so that doesn't really count. Think about the people who are in this chapter. Uh, Lupin's in Tonks' house. No. Shell Cottage. No. Mundungus Fletcher's little fucking hobble. Definitely not. It's that he dugs so he can sleep somewhere. It's okay. Shell Cottage? <laughs> Shell Cottage is one of them. Okay? <laughs> I don't care what the fuck you say. They're going to Shell Cottage. I mean, everyone else lives in the fucking borough. Hermione, parents' house where they're obliviated? No. Who else is there? Kingsley's fucking house? Yep. Kingsley's house? Yes. That's one of them? Yes. Where the fuck does Kingsley live? In a house. I don't know. Oh, my God. Mad-Eye Moodai's house. Y- yes. Mad-Eye Moodai. Mad-Eye Moodai's house. Yeah. So, okay. That's those... fucked up. Okay. Why are they going to Mad-Eye Moodai's house? He can't even get his fucking garbage bins controlled, okay? And they I think they fixed the garbage, garbage bin That's issue. fucking bullshit. So, the place Mad-Eye Moodai, you're bad at planning shit. Yeah, no one's ever going back to your house. Ooh. Yeah, because now it's up for... So it's Moody's house, okay, like Moody's house, Kingsley's house, Tonks's parents' house, 
Auntie Muriel's house. Oh my god. That one I should have known. Girl. That yeah. one I should have known. I remember that specifically. Yeah. God damn it. And Shell Cottage. Don't forget. And Shell Cottage. Why is page 56 of the hardcover edition of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows the worst page of literature ever? Is that where I have Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Got that one. <laughs> other than Expelliarmus, name four other spells Harry uses during the air battle. Oh my god. Lumos? No. Alohomora? No. And, um... <laughs> What's another spell that isn't going to help? <laughs> and Wingardium Leviosa. Yes. See? He I uses Wingardium it. Leviosa. She said yes to all three of them. <laughs> no, just that one. Three more. Accio. Yes. Depulso. No. Repulso. No. Rita Repulsa. <laughs> the first what Power is that? Rangers reference we made on this podcast. <laughs> we mentioned one of these spells Aquamenti. earlier. No. <laughs> Not Harry, but good try. Um, we literally mentioned one of these spells. Stupify. Yes. He does use Stupify? Yep. Okay, cool. One more. So once like he got spied, he was like, oh, better break out Stupify. There's one more. Wait, I thought you said three. I said four. Oh, remind it back, me. Just kidding. I can't do that right now. <laughs> so Stupify, Akio. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because the Akio's aggro. He tries to. Regarding yeah. Uh huh. There's two others, but I only need one. What's the one that, like, slams people to the ground? That one. That one's the on Pulso? here. The No. It's the name of the spell. It begins with an I. Immobilis. Almost. Imperio. <laughs> Impedimenta. That's not real. It's literally right here on the page. No. He also uses <laughs> Confringo. Oh my god, I could have said Confringo. Mm-hmm. You want to know how many times I say that when I play Hogwarts Legacy? Is that your signature Fuck. spell? Yeah. Set those bitches on fire. Last one. Okay. After Harry's wand destroys Lucius's wand, who does Voldy demand give him his wand? Stan Chimbrake. No. Harry Potter. Flat <laughs> <laughs> twist. Harry's like, they're in the fucking air, and he's like, give me a wand. Yeah. I don't fucking know. He took it out of his own asshole. (laughs) That's where he keeps his bonus. Behind him came another scream. Your wand, Selwyn. Give me your wand. Who the fuck I don't know. It's a quiz. Now I know that Selwyn is a Well, I got an A, so that's all I know. You did. You you. got an A because you're pretty. Ah, thanks. All right, movie. Movie. So, like we said last chapter, the movie does a pretty good job, I think. He has a little moment looking underneath the stairs. Yeah. And he knows the little figurine. The little figurine from the first movie. We're like, oh, he was playing with that when he was a little baby. I think that was a little baby. <laughs> little baby. And both of us were like, that is a great callback. It, yeah, very love that callback. And then ding dong, Candy Graham, everybody comes in. Oh, hi, everyone. What's, what's going on? Come on in. They all come inside. Moody just gets out his little thing of Polyjuice Potion with a little smile. And everyone's like, yeah, we know the last time you had that thing, bitch. And you were sitting at the bottom of that basement, that trunk basement. That was a rough time for you. And he's and like, we don't want to talk about it. Everyone starts sipping it. Fleur. Like right out of the book. The right out of the book. The, way, the, the whole thing. You also mentioned that Hermione's thing is right. Hermione's like, line well, was right out of the book. Wow, you are blind as bat, you fucker. Yeah, that, um, exactly those that's words. That's exactly what it was. It's brilliant. Both the twins take it and then they like drop wow. it down yeah. a foot. And then they're like, we're identical, which yeah. is also right out of the book. Yeah, that scene is great. I've always kind of thought it's kind of cool to see the Chelsea's house like empty. Yeah. You see that just shades of brown. Because they were boring fuckers. Yes. So all of that, great. And I, I like we were talking and I was like, Daniel Radcliffe probably had a fucking blast filming this scene. Yeah. I Honestly, I feel like this is, uh, all of them did. They were like, right. oh, all of us are going to die. So might as well have fun in this first scene. Right. That's fun. Then they go outside and it's like a battalion People just, like, sitting on brooms or floating in the air. What if some, like, a drunkard was walking down Privet Drive right. right now and saw all of this? Well, I'm the, drunk, so yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just imagining this. It's fine. Yeah. Off they go. Off they go. And 
just like in the book. Now, the one notable difference that I was like, I like this, because this is what have been smarter, and I even mentioned it, is that they just let ha- uh, Hedwig, they just let Hagrid fly off into the air. Yes. <laughs> Surprise, Hagrid, Hagrid can <laughs> also fly. Yeah, we don't learn that until now. Diamonds really save that one to the end. He sprouts these huge butterfly wings. Like, oh, he absolutely would have butterfly wings. butterflies. Butterflies, 100%. God, I love that. And Hagrid. just, like, flits up into the air. I love that change. Here's why I love it. One, I love that Hedwig is not confined to her cage. Yeah. But two, she takes that killing curse for Harry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, they shoot a killing curse, and you see her... She flies in. And it would have hit Harry. It makes her death more meaningful. So much more meaningful. Like, like, here's the thing. Her death is meaningful anyway because we love Hedwig. She is incredibly important to Harry. The Whoa. Fuck? Fireworks? For Bastille Day? Is that what's or is it like for, for Bastille Day? It's like what? It's one day after What Bastille. time is it? It is 5.30. Fireworks. Welcome to Parma. <laughs> Parma! find that to be just more meaningful. So sad to lose Hedwig. I really wish that it could have just been like Oh, where was this person instead of where was she at? Because, you know, like, where was Crookshanks? We we had to, yeah. we didn't have to. Why didn't Crookshanks take a bullet for Hermione? Like, honestly, though, like, why couldn't Hedwig just not have been around? And there's, then we don't have to think about how she's dead. There's that, too. You know, ultimately, everything's okay. Because what wasn't written in the book, actually, was that day. Hedwig was like, I got a doctor appointment. Hey, my twin sister, the Angry Inch, can you please come and <laughs> nobody will know. Just be in this cage for this thing they have. They, it's very important. And the Angry Inch is like, okay. And everybody didn't really like the Angry, bitch, angry Bitch because she's a bitch. Yeah. yeah. I said it right there. She's a bitch. So it wasn't really Hedwig that died. Hedwig was actually in Paris all along. Yeah, she's having some croissants. She and loves she's laying lots of baby eggs. Mm-hmm. And all those baby eggs are going to hatch and become children for Harry Potter. Right, Harry's gonna be like, oh my god, why are there all these owls here? I thought Hedwig was dead. And Hedwig's like, here I am, bitch. That's right. You thought Fox was something? Well, look at me. Look I'm at an me. Owl I'm, I'm an owl here. and I'm still here. And then Fox shows up and he's like, excuse me, I didn't ask to be part of this. I didn't expect my name right? in the book. Yeah, like, I left the story, bitch, for a reason. Right. Anyway. And it's because Hogwarts sucks now, the double isn't there. So um, the rest of that is, yeah, just it's a lot of chaos and flying around in the dark. My favorite is uh, when they going actually, a tunnel? They're, they're going in a tunnel, they're parking at Walmart. They're parking at Walmart, uh, yes, thank you, I forgot about that. <laughs> Once again, there's just no, like, disillusionment charm. No. Everyone can see Also, this. like, they cause fucking accidents. There yeah. are muggles that are out their vehicles. Yeah. Probably injured as well, but their vehicle's definitely injured. <laughs> yes, that that van. Say goodbye to that up. van. Uh, nope. Exactly. It's not okay. And it's terrifying enough driving in tunnels. I, when I was a child, I was like, "Yay, tunnel!" As a adult, I was like, "Right, no." When you're when you're not driving, you're like, and you're a kid, you're like, "This is fucking cool." And then as an adult, you're like, "The fuck is this?" Yeah, and then I hate wizards this. start fighting next to you, and it's like, "Well, fuck my life, right?" And that's the chapter in the movie. Yeah, I honestly think the movie does fine. Here's the thing. I'm making fun of the shit that they're doing to, like, muggle London and stuff, or wherever the fuck they are. I'm assuming they're near London. That's funny, because it's a film, you know? That's exactly That's. I mean, they did that because it's a film. If this were all happening in the air, it would be a lot more difficult. I do have one question, though. So, Voldy is right on Harry's tail. Mm -hmm. Up until, boom, it's almost like they get to the Tonkses. Was it truly like a protection spell? Yes. Okay. So, and again, that'll be explained in the mo- in the movie in the next chapter. We probably won't. Explain the movie won't because anything. they just go right to the borough in the movie. So, because God forbid you give these actors any more opportunities Tom's to be in Harry Potter. She was born out of an egg, right? Actually, it was one of the eggs that Hedwig laid. <laughs> Tonks is Hedwig's daughter. You heard it here first. <laughs> Alright, five points each to Kingsley, Tonks, Lupin, Arthur, Hermione, Fred, George, Ron, Mundungus, and Fleur. Basically everyone that was there. Even mm-hmm. if Mundungus led to <clears throat> death, I don't care. I'm like, and, and that's the thing. Even though everything was so poorly planned, like this is just a bad situation for everybody, so whatever. Like you could say, reap those seeds that you sow moody but 
whatever. So that's pretty much everyone, but I do give 10 points to Mad-Eye and Hagrid because Mad-Eye did. And you know my rule, when you die, you get points. Right. And Hagrid also was, like, a bigger part of this. Than Hagrid was amazing in this chapter. Being in points when you die, Mad-Eye gets 10, but Hagrid gets 20. Because Mad-Eye <laughs> is not a Quen. And this is, I think, maybe our first Quen death. Yeah, I think our so. First well, Dumble Quen. was a Quen. Yeah, but he was, like, a Quen. Okay. So, plus for Hedwig. Negative 15 to Pious Thickness. Because, like, if that hadn't happened, if he hadn't gotten, like, trapped by the baddies... They could have just, like, separated out of there. Right. And then negative 30 to Voldemort. Just because... Because he's sucks. bad. <laughs> he almost gets Harry. Rude. And also negative 30 to Stan Pike. And the reason why... He sucks. Is because I gave him the benefit of the doubt. So remember in the last episode where I was like, we're going to give some additional points to Dudley to bring him up yeah. out of the negative? This was so that we could push Stan down. And make sure that he's not in the positive, because we gave him positive points before. You know, we were all like, oh, people are just saying he's bad. Oh, why is Dan Shun Pike still locked up? It's something that Harry asked Bill Nye the Science Guy recently. Yeah. Well, now we know why. So maybe you should have trusted Bill Nye the Science Guy, even though he's kind of a douchebag, Harry. Stan Shun Pike. He got to be dead, so. That's fine. (laughs) Not the real Bill Nye the Science Guy, just the book. (laughs) <laughs> so and not and not Bill Nye the actor, just the character. Just the character. Stan Shun Pike gets negative thirty, and that is to bring him down into the negative. So the opposite of Dudley. And I, I have a feeling we're going to see this happen more and more often. Of like, ah, oh, you're not that bitch that I thought you were. So by negative points. Exactly. And that's everything. Yeah. Okay. So we're in the fourth book, and we already have a nice list of points. We're in the seventh book. The fourth chapter. Wait, what did I say? You said we're in the fourth book, but I know you meant the fourth chapter. Yeah, so. I guess whatever. We're Going back. We're done with this. We're going to start restart the fourth book. Restart the fourth book. Yeah. Where we get to meet Rita Skeeter. Adam loves her. Yeah, we already saw her in this book, and I was like, well, let's go back to where she originated. Right. The next chapter is... Chapter five. Five, which Fallen is called, Warrior. Oh, yeah, Fallen Warrior. We already talked about that. Yeah. But luckily we know it's not Hagrid, so don't worry. We do know it's not Hagrid. Hagrid lives. Hagrid lives! Yay! Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Gorkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages. Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com and a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taren Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come. We out!